Hey everybody, it's Josh Rutledge, your co-host for Fearscape Paranormal Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. If you'd like to support us more, please head over to our website, fearscapepodcast.com. There you can click on store and browse some really awesome t-shirts and maybe pick a couple up, or even go to our Patreon page and see how you can support us monthly. We love bringing you awesome content just as much as you like listening to it. Enjoy the show. Hello. I'm so glad you could join us. I hope you brought your blanket to hide under. The spooky crew is going to discuss things and events from other realms. Ghosts. Cryptids. Aliens. Be sure to hold your blanket extra tight as the boys take you deep into the fear scale, fear scale, fear scale. <laughs> Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another frightening edition of Fearscape Paranormal Podcast. That's right. Where do you get your spooky ooky? Here at Fearscape. And uh, I am your host, your spookiest host of all, Stefan Gearhart. And I am joined, as always, by my 100% USDA prime beef choice co-host, Josh Rutledge. <laughs> Why, thank you, Stefan. I wonder what kind of cut... What kind of cut I would be? I don't know. You, you uh, would be a you would be a fillet, my friend. Wrapped a fillet, in, wrapped in bacon and smoking. <laughs> <laughs> See, I, I think after the day that I have, I feel like I would be a rump roast. But, uh, <laughs> well, don't worry because I'm nothing but a slab of cow tongue. So, <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> and funny. speaking of cow tongue, we've got a very very special guest. Josh, if you didn't already know this, we've got the real medium herself, Vashti Hooper, also known as Miss V, straight up from Louisville, Kentucky, here to do a getting spooky with us. How's it going, Miss V? It's going awesome. I'm like fabulous, and I'm so excited to be with you guys. I really am. Yes. Well, we are, too. We have yeah. been looking forward to this for quite some time. Uh, it's been a few months to get oh. this finally together, but we got it. And uh, now we're in quarantine. And so. Right. I know. So, but we're here. We're going to make this happen. And we're going to get our audience to know who you are, especially our local people, since you're local. But, you know, we got them nationwide listeners, too, that need to know Miss V. That's all I'm saying. Um, Yes. Yes. Uh, We got a good show, and we're going to go ahead and jump straight into our psychic word of the week. All right. So, of course, listeners, this uh, we take our word or phrase from the Encyclopedic Psychic Dictionary uh, by June Bletzer. This is from 1987. This was given to me by Barbara Jordan, my old mentor psychic friend. Um, and the, I always just kind of bibliomance this thing and just uh, just flip it, flip it, flip it, boom. And this week, the phrase that I opened up on is mass elemental. So mass elemental, a mass elemental is a large unbroken thought form hovering over the heads 
of a gathering of people that displays unity of interest and emotion. Each member contributes to the thought form, making it grow as the meeting progresses. As long as the attention of the majority is centered on this, uh, on this size and intelligence, it physically influences the feelings and reasoning of each individual participating. Members are capable of individual behavior that would be impossible on their own. This thought form is only kept alive by the unity of purpose and will dissipate when the crowd disbands. As members leave the gathering, the elemental no longer has the influence over them. Uh, there's a secondary thing here that there are two more things it could also mean is an individual born crippled could receive the faith and change of attitude in a religious meeting and become instantaneously healed by a mass elemental or young people disregard their privacy and make love openly at festivals creating mass elementals. So there's a little bit of what we got from this week's book. Uh, well, was, yeah. So mass so, elementals. So so it's kind of like, uh, you know, Stefan, I know you, uh, you went to a couple with, with me as well. We, you know, we used to go to those church camps uh, mm-hmm. in high school, and you get a bunch of people in a room, and they're all singing and dancing. And Yeah, I grew, and- up, I grew up Seventh-day Adventist, so I absolutely. Oh, yeah, you did. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. And then on top of that, my mother would take us visiting churches mm-hmm. on the day that we didn't go to church i'm like really yeah. can i have a we, weekend <laughs> yeah we, we were in like, church like every night of the week oh we man it sounds like your mom was on esther from sanford and son. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah that's pretty much yeah that's my family that is my family <laughs> i grew up catholic so we tried not to go but um i i went i went to catholic school so we went a couple days a week but then when i moved to kentucky i became a southern baptist when i met josh <laughs> yeah. wow oh wow and, awesome. yeah so all of that you know kind of talking about that that uh elemental thing it's mm-hmm. it's that you know that all that positive energy kind of gets yep. gathered up as like a big cloud and then everybody feeds off of it yeah but it but it made me have the the thought is is that is that elemental thing is it just uh, a collection and reaction to that energy or is it does it have some intelligence you think i i would say in in regards to what they're speaking of i'm gonna say no it's not intelligence i would say the intelligence is gathered from the people because it seems to be created through the thought processes of the people so in my opinion Mm -hmm. it almost seems almost like a puppet so whatever whatever the the mass intention is that's the intention of the elemental Correct. Yes. Yep. I yeah. agree also. Yeah. And it seems like they, they halfway mentioned that um, that it could, what's the word I'm looking for? I don't want to say possess. That's not the right word, but kind of enter someone and that yeah. person could take on personalities of the other people there or the new collected personality that is the mass elemental. Well, you know, something I've, Things that I've talked to you about before, I don't remember if I've ever mm-hmm. talked about it on the show before, is the whole concept of the power of prayer is really just the power of positive intention. Oh, for and sure. So, yes, and yes. So, and so if you've got all that positive intention and somebody is, in fact, ill or whatever, I could see yep. where that could be used as like a tool yep. or a mechanism for that person yep. to 
heal themselves well, more, that, more rapidly than just on their own. Well, and that's why yeah. so much of this uh, miraculous healing doesn't just happen in the Christian faith. It happens all over the world in different things because it is. It's the power of thought. I am a big believer that we can manifest through the energy of the universe, and that energy of the universe is God, is that, you know? Yeah. And yes. you've got a big group of people doing it. Absolutely, I think you can find change, for sure. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, I absolutely agree with everything you said. Yes, mm -hmm. that's amazing. Yeah. Oh. So, yeah, very, very interesting. So, but yeah, so that's our, our psychic word for, <laughs> phrase for the week. We, I, we, I, you know, I don't think we've actually had a word yet. It's been phrases this whole time. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty cool, though. That's pretty cool to, you know, because for me, I have a, a lot of experiences and I know a lot of things. But it's kind of like, what do you call that? Yeah. So for me, that honestly was like, yeah, that's what yeah. you call it. But this, this book is crazy. But you can tell it's old because uh, they back then in '86 they didn't call it uh, EVP, electric voice phenomenon. In here, it's called like taped voice phenomenon. <laughs> wow, that's funny. Yeah. Stuff like yeah. this stuff. I guess that's better than scribed voice phenomenon. So. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Well that, well, that was just called Nostradamus. <laughs> <laughs> right. Exactly. All right. Well, let's go ahead and move right into some spooky news. All right. So for this week... I've got some uh, great fun spooky news, which is fun for me because I've been watching this show called Outlander and it takes place in Scotland, but we've got us another Loch Ness Monster sighting. And uh, this comes from InvernessCourier.co.uk. So this is the newspaper in Inverness, which is near Loch Ness. Um, and the headline reads, Loch Ness Monster Register Logs Second Sighting of 2020. So there's already been two. Uh, and it says, this year's second sighting of the Loch Ness Monster was made the other day. Longtime webcam watcher uh, Ian O. Oh boy, this is Gaelic. I don't even know if I can do this. Ian O'Faugigan, <laughs> sorry, Ian, uh, caught a video oh. of something unexplained at 8.11 a.m. He also logged a sighting on January 18th this year. Oh, he's the second one, too. <laughs> uh, Wait a minute. <laughs> both have been recorded on the official Loch Ness Monster sightings register. Yesterday's sighting was described on the register as... He explained that it took a few seconds before the object appeared to show and that there was nothing on the surface of the water beforehand. It appears very low compared to the surface water, throwing up white foam going in and out of the lock, all of which was captured on the Loch Ness live cam. There are times in the video when it's completely submerged and then it's back up again. The video footage lasted one minute and 38 seconds. And I've watched the video uh, and it looks like pretty much every Loch Ness Monster video. So uh, right. could be, could not be. But we, have, we haven't had Nessie in the news in a while. And actually a number of different news sources. Well, um, So very interesting. And that's because that guy found the carcass. Remember, oh, that was a story oh, back. Oh, oh, yeah, that they thought that was the carpet of the Loch Ness Monster that they yeah, found, it's, right? It's that been like skeleton. back around January or February, this this guy found a, a carcass close to Loch Ness. And so they thought that that was actually the Loch Ness Monster's like, body was, you know. Decaying. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. my gosh. Who knows, though? Who knows? But, uh, I mean, 
could have another one could have yeah. babies you know yeah i mean i mean i can't imagine that if it is like a plesiosaurus or whatever they think it would be that it's like immortal like it's the methuselah of dinosaurs right <laughs> right, right that's funny um i've got one more news story uh this one uh comes from news.com.australia um, it says NASA explains mysterious sailing stones that move around Death Valley on their own. NASA has chosen an image of a Death Valley sailing stone for its astronomy picture of the day. The mysterious stones have baffled scientists for years as they seemingly moved on their own with no obvious explanation. Sailing stones are also known as sliding rocks. Uh, they baffle geologists because they move across the desert and leave long tracks without human or animal intervention. Uh, the dry lake of Racetrack Playa in California's Death Valley is very famous for them. Ice, wind, and even bacteria were suspected of causing the heavy rocks to move as scientists have studied the stones and the long trails they leave behind. But NASA appears to have selected photographer Keith Burke's image of a sailing stone uh, as it also features the Milky Way-filled sky. NASA explained alongside the image, said, how did this big rock end up on this strange terrain? And uh, let's see here. There's a dried lake bed, and it exists that is almost perfectly flat, with the odd exception of some very large stone that tend to move on their own. Uh, they believe that they may be caused by mud flowing, drying, and cracking after heavy rain. However, recently, a scientific hypothesis that is viable has been given to explain how these have ended up near the middle of such a flat surface. Uh, unfortunately, as frequently happens in science, a seemingly surreal problem ends up having a relatively mundane solution. According to the scientists, says it turns out that in winter, thin ice sheets form and winds push ice sections laden with heavy rocks across the temporarily slick playa when sunlight melts the ice. So there you have it, people. Ice and wind seems to have solved the mystery of the sailing rocks. Oh, wow. Well, you know, that's, well, that's, that's like, um, I was, oh, or was it Indiana is so flat because of the glaciers. Yeah. Uh, that came down wow. and just eroded things away, and so I mean, mm -hmm. I mean ice ice could definitely move you know, a lot of things. So yeah, mm -hmm. it's interesting because I've seen time lapse videos of those rocks before, and it's so creepy to just see them moving on their <laughs> on their own. Right, right. Um, I can imagine. Ugh. It's really, really creepy. I don't buy it because it happens in the summer too, so I don't buy it. But whatever. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. I right. think they're, they're tiny little UFOs manned by tiny little aliens. It's the uh, <laughs> it's the alien uh, guys from uh, Batteries Not Included. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's tiny little Jawas moving around looking for desert. Yeah. Like really. <laughs> Right, come on. Maybe it's a crab, and that's a shell. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Oh. And then, you know, as soon as, like, people show up, it gets scared and burrows. Yeah, right, right. Exactly. Right. That is so funny. <laughs> I don't know. So, yeah, that's our spooky news for this week. Uh, the second one wasn't super spooky, but I thought it was funny. Um, yeah. yeah. Josh, let's sure. go ahead and uh, move into our UFO sighting of the week. Josh, what do we got this week? Yeah, so this comes from um, which I don't know that I'm pronouncing this right, but 
Harlem, North Holland. Harlem, it's North H- Holland? It's H-A-A-R-L-E-M. Oh, so, so different uh-huh. Harlem. <laughs> yeah. But right, still, right. But still, interesting that, you know, because a lot of the places in, the, in, in North America are named, named for places in Europe and other places. So I just, it's interesting that there will be an, a Harlem somewhere else. Yeah, Anyways. you better believe mm-hmm. I'm looking it up. <laughs> <laughs> so this, Stefan, this actually hits really close to home on the one that we talked about a few weeks ago. So this actually happened on Sunday. Okay, uh, hold, hold your thought because you are correct. It is indeed named after the city of Harlem in the Netherlands. Oh, so wow. Harlem, okay. New York was originally a Dutch village formalized in <gasps> 1658 and is named after the city of H-A-A-R-L-E-M in the Netherlands. So you are correct. Chuck. Shut your wow. mouth. Yep. I so, love information. I love knowledge. I love so learning. It is named after a group of the whitest, <laughs> blondest ass people you will ever meet in your life. <laughs> <laughs> no. oh, oh my God. <laughs> Oh my lord, okay. So this comes from, uh, so this was reported on Sunday, April 19th uh, in the Netherlands. And so it, it took place for about 30 minutes. So here it was. I was watching the stars when suddenly light came from the east. Looked like a satellite at first, but it went quite fast. And then more were coming. The third object was slowly passing the second object, while the objects that followed flew in a straight line, while pretty much following in the same distance. When I saw this, I called a friend who lives a couple kilometers away. He saw it too. A long line of objects, about ten in a row, from horizon to horizon, while a new one came up every twenty seconds. A few exceptions, there were two objects that flew next to each other or have irregular distancing. I estimate that I have seen between 100 and 200 objects altogether. I also saw a bigger object with flashing lights similar to an airplane, but a bit different and flying the exact same line as the others. A similar big object flew back to watch. It was quite hypnotizing to watch. Since I can't think of a common explanation, more than a hundred objects flying in a straight line, who does that? I noticed that almost all objects looked like a bright light in the sky, not like outboard lighting of an airplane. Why would a military operation be so visible? Unanswered questions. Wow. Did you do any research? I did not. But um, I did actually just got a notification when I was sitting down to plug in and dial in that um, the, so, you know, we talked about it before the Starlink lights mm-hmm. from um, Elon, Elon Musk. Musk, that there are mm-hmm. like six sets that are orbiting around. And so. Right. Um, so a lot, a lot of these UFO sightings um, are being attributed to those Starlink lights. But we, you know, we've talked about it before that it could be that UFOs are mimicking the Starlink lights because well, I mean that's what we 
That's yeah. what we saw because according to the time and everything, what we saw was five, 10 minutes after it was supposed to have had passed, you know? Right. But they exactly. looked very similar. Right. And so because they're so close to the Starlink sightings, people just assume, oh, you're just seeing the Starlink stuff. Right. Yeah. Well, I tell you what, um, when when they are ready to present themselves, that's going to happen and they're going to make it known. I honestly feel like um, there are things that are changing that, you know, that's why this um, space force that, Trump has created, you know, as, as I have told my followers, um, it, it's nothing to laugh about or call them crazy. This is real. Yeah. Um, I've had a dream with my, uh, a dream. Uh, so usually my dreams always, there's something, you know, that is information given. So, uh, I have, I say this thing, I say, wait till, you know, these people who are like anti-gay and all that, wait till they meet the alien. (laughs) They're going to fall out and have a heart attack. Okay. (laughs) I swear, because it's going to, you know, this is just something that eventually is, is, is going to happen. Mm -hmm. Um, it's just, uh, it's a matter of time. So yeah. that's my I mean, it, that's my take on it. Whether it's real or not, you know, the, the individual sightings, that's just the information like as far as what it as far as what I know, as far as yeah. aliens. And there are some I have seen them. They're they're very little and they're playful, they're almost like children. Um, that come here already. So, you know, we just can't see them. So it's it's a lot of that we can't see stuff going on, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, I, I see them in their little rock ships in the desert. That's what <laughs> <laughs> well, see, you know, you know, we, and we've we've actually talked a lot about that recently. Is that's one of the kind of the, the questions that I've been asking is, you know, are they coming, and do they have technology where they can basically walk amongst us but stay hidden from us? Yes. Yes, because in my readings, I can remote view. I can do some crazy stuff, mm-hmm. okay? So once I flip that switch to where I can see what people can't, I have seen little, I, I've seen the little boogers that they like <laughs> to steal fruit, you know, things like that. And I asked the person that I was doing the reading for, does some of your fruit come up missing? You know, does some of your stuff, you know, and, and, I, and then I went on to tell her why. But so when I've all, there are also other dimensions. Yes. Yeah. So sometimes I've seen things in those other dimensions. Also, I'll be driving down the street and see something, you know, so it's just, they're definitely, they're, you know what I mean? We just, well, yeah, we that, just haven't seen them. Yeah. That fits some of the sightings, especially in Kentucky. I mean, you look at the Kelly Hopkinsville, uh, what they called the Kentucky goblins back in the fifties, the Loveland frogs up in Cincinnati, the hellier sighting. A lot of those are those smaller childlike, uh, yep. size. Yes, I haven't heard about those before. Yes, wow. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We, we've, yeah, we've talked about the Kentucky goblins on here at least twice. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the Hellier documentary uh, on Amazon is uh, talks about it a little bit, and then gets into the, all of the stuff that's happening in, in Hellier and some yeah. of. Hey, I'm just gonna have so. to. I'm just gonna have to binge watch y'all, and because I mean, 
you're like it's just your the the correlation between you guys and my thoughts and just how I am. It, it's very similar, you know. Mm-hmm. I'm about the truth, you know, yeah. and and that that's it because yeah. we we need to know whether it's to, to defend ourselves mentally, spiritually, you know, whatever it is, you know, yeah. we need to know. You'd really right. like um, uh, someone we interviewed uh, a few weeks back, Andrea Perrin. If you've ever seen the movie The Conjuring, um, it's that movie's about her family, and she's the oldest daughter in that. Um, wow. She is an absolutely amazing person, and uh, she writes um, a lot of New Age-type books and things like that, and she – a lot of things you're saying, she's saying very similar too about how we yep. hit a new age. Wow. And um, she's absolutely phenomenal. And if you get a chance, I would highly recommend listening to our interview with her. I think you'll go, holy crap, yeah, that's stuff I've been saying. Absolutely, she's, yes. She's absolutely. phenomenal. I mean, she's yeah. uh, she's absolutely amazing. But she's kind of, she helped really push our thoughts in that direction a lot more. Yep. Oh, yep. wow. Mm-hmm. So, Stephanie, you wanted to jump into a little bit of creepy ketchup because I, I have one. Oh, sorry. I was like, <laughs> oh, man, I'm still lost in this. But, yeah, I, let me wrap up with the UFO sighting and say, yeah, it sucks because there's even the, the, the skeptic part in me that's going, God, what if it was Starlink, you know? But right, right. the other side of it was that bigger thing that he saw was different. Right. You know, so which is the same with yeah. us. We saw two different things. Plus, we saw the International Space Station. Yeah. So we had three different things to kind of compare. Um, so, yeah. Anyways, yeah. I'm wow. going to get off of that. Wow. Let's move into some creepy ketchup. Creepy ketchup. Creepy ketchup. Creepy ketchup. Creepy ketchup. Y'all, it's creepy. <laughs> so yeah creepy ketchup we're kind of if this past week if there's anything creepy that's happened to us or paranormal if we've seen anything or felt anything or crazy ass dreams this is where it's at uh, so josh did you want to go first because you seem pretty excited yeah so i i'm actually i'm actually disappointed because i've i've been so swamped and tired from work yes you that have. i really that i really haven't had anything happen and, and I'm like, and, and I'm missing it. I really am. I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm, where's my crazy ass dreams that like give me all kinds of weird <laughs> theories that I talk about on the podcast. So um, the other day I was putting together a swing set for my kids and I like dropped a tool and I leaned down to get it. And when I raised back up, I clocked my head on the bottom of the, of the swing set thing. And it hurt like a mother. But anyways, oh. um, when I did it, I heard a woman laugh at me and I, and I thought it was my wife to be honest. Cause I like, I, I looked she up. Would. At the ba- yeah, she would. She would. <laughs> <laughs> she, she'd say, are you okay? But she'd laugh too. So let's see. Right. But, so, I, so I looked up at the back door to see if she was standing there and she wasn't. And so, yeah, I don't know. I mean, there was like none of my neighbors were out. And even if they were, like, yeah. my, my yard's yeah. kind of secluded where you can't really see back there unless you're and back there. So, yeah. So, I mean, um, yeah, I don't know. They they kind of, they will let you hear them. They They give you as much as they want you to have. And that's honestly the truth. Um, and if at that moment there was someone around you, that you know was maybe spending time with you, a relative. 
um, that you know that might have been her her way of letting you know, or even just a random spirit, you know. But yeah. um, it's pretty crazy. You mentioned a woman because before I even talked with you guys, I kept getting um, kind of this heavy set woman that kept coming to me. So I, I, I said, well, I guess maybe it has to do with one of them. I'm not sure, but. Um, for you to kind of bring that up as your story, that kind of makes me want to look into it a little more. <laughs> you know, because they do they they do stuff like that to get your attention, or you know, to just make a note. Hey, I'm yeah. here. You know, to let you know that there's some creepy around you. You know, they're they're always with us. They they watch over us so much. <sighs> now, Josh, did it feel malicious at all? Because I don't I don't feel like it did, right? No, not at all. Not at all. Yeah. Because yeah. Josh, is, we, we've both experienced something along the edge of his. He's got woods at the edge of his back, and we both felt some sort of entity or creature back there, and I didn't know if that might be related, but that always feels a little more malicious. It doesn't – Yeah, and that and that's, it seems to be that that always – whenever I get that – feeling or or even that night you said you saw something in the backyard it was it was it was at nighttime it seems yeah. like it seems like most of that, yeah. that stuff really comes out more at night this just, just and, just, and like, sometimes that woman like that woman she may be there to kind of oversee or protect you from whatever you know is is out there that's what they do you know so oh yeah i mean it's uh I've, I've got to, I'm going to say something. I, I'm really, um, uh, Stefan and I are both on a, a journey right now. Yeah. Big, big um, spiritual paranormal yeah. journey. <laughs> and so, and so, um, the, the dry spell because of work is, is really like, I, I feel like I'm off. I like I stopped off at a way station and I just can't get back into it. So, and you will, I just quit my job. Okay. I find they forced me to quit my job. They forced me to cuss out my manager and quit my job because yeah. it was time for me to move on. Yeah. And if I had a, honestly, I wasn't supposed to be there anymore. They took me out of the business. I worked at JC Penney. They took me out of a business that is now completely shut down. I would have been standing in line Yep. for unemployment i've been doing my work for free for four years i have so many people on my wait list they were begging me just start charging so that you can quit your job and do yep. this full time you know so one day i sat down in november and i just decided i said this is what i'm going to do and so you will have those periods but when you when, when it feels dry like that it's because you truly you number one if you're overloading, they're going to make you rest. Yep. They're not going to, you know, so, and also if you're out of balance, if you're unhappy about that, that situation, that's going to keep it shut down even more too. So you, you have to, you have to do what makes you ha your heart happy. Yeah. You know, and I know, and I know Miss B cause I worked at JCPenney a couple years ago and it, oh my God! I hated it. I had a nervous breakdown. That's when I said I got to get on uh, antidepressants. <laughs> and so I quit. Oh my! Job and oh I, my God! Yeah, I left, man. <laughs> so I, I worked like, in, I worked in returns, and I was the best oh. one. They look. Oh, I loved it back there. Let me tell you how many readings I did back there on random customers. <laughs> yep. Yeah. That will walk up. 
No, and then you know there's a lady that got killed in the parking lot at the Mount St. Matthews? That's the one I worked at, yeah. Yeah, that's where I was at. Mm. Oh my gosh, that's too funny that you worked there too. <laughs> yeah. But no, a month after I started working there, right a couple days before her anniversary, she let me know that she was there. Wow. She let me know, and I, I just started getting names of employees I didn't even know. And they would go and get the employee and, and bring them to me. It was crazy at JC. It was crazy at Penny. Uh, just all the experiences. Funny. Oh, my God. That is funny. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I went shopped at that JC Penny. Does that count? <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, I want to ask you a name so bad if you know somebody. <laughs> I don't even but, know. I worked there probably 2013 <sighs> or 14, maybe. Well, I was probably gone. I only stayed there about a year. I had like my little year anniversary, and that was it. Yeah, I, I think I was left yeah, shortly I, I after that. But I wasn't there very long either. <laughs> right? I, oh Lord! And I yeah, love, but it I was, love me some Jace Penny because I'm big and tall, so they got the best big and tall. But <laughs> yes, yes, <laughs> that toilet paper right. be like be like gross. No, you want to hear a funny story? <laughs> I brought my own Charmin. <laughs> I decorated the whole break room with pictures yes. and pillows. I put a Keurig up there. When I oh. quit, I cussed the HR manager out, and I quit, and I, I got my Keurig yep. with the, the, cord, the cord hanging. And I walked out. <laughs> <laughs> but I swear, I brought my rolls of Charmin and somebody stole them. Uh, I was like, who, who steals from a psychic? They must not know that I can look and see who did it. <laughs> yeah, I always hated it. It was like the same paper they stuffed the shoes with. It was, it was just... Oh, God, I brought my own Charmin. I swear yeah. I did. That is too funny. Oh, well, we'll quit talking about J.C. Penny, and I'll tell y'all <laughs> right. my creepy story, um, which really, it, it wasn't me at first, so I got two. One's funny. They're both about my dog. Um, so my dog mm. is not much of a barker. He's a whiner, and he's uh -huh. half pug, half Sharpay, and sometimes he'll, roof, roof, uh, you know, if somebody's at the door, but that's about it. Well, the other day, Sarah and I are working because we're both working at home. And all of a sudden we hear him in the living room, in the back living room, barking like, roo, 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 right? And we're like, who is that? Like, because it didn't right. even sound like him. Because we, I mean, we've had him two years. I've never heard that. Never heard that. Right. And so we're like, okay. And, and she goes, I think that was Kenobi. I think that came from the living room. I'm like, oh, well, that's weird. He must be mad at something outside or whatever. So we just let it go. So later that night, we're sitting in the living room, and all of a sudden, his hair stands up on the back of his back and his neck, and he jumps off the couch and then just looks up at the ceiling and starts barking and then, like, moves yeah. to the left. It's like he's following something moving and starts yeah. barking at it with that crazy bark that I've never heard before. So, of course, me and Sarah both immediately get the willies. And, of course, me, who is normally shielded, all of a sudden my shield's dropping. I'm like, oh, what's happening? <laughs> <laughs> and I could feel Look, something in there, too. And I, it was like I could almost see, like, the aura of this thing that was moving, whatever it was. It was crazy. Did, was there any temperature change at all? Oh yeah, it got cold. It got cold. Then well, that was, that means it was negative, and that's it was a negative entity. 
Well, yeah. Stefan, you know, you've had, you've had a lot of talk a lot about your night hags and I've, and I've, mm-hmm. you know, posed the question of, are they just, are they in your mind or are you really getting visiting by things and you just happen to be able no. to see them, you know, yeah. you are getting visited because you guys are taking this journey. You are going to get spiritual attacks. Okay. And they're going to creep around. They're going to try to start fights with your family, your friends. I mean, whoever's closest to you, they're going to try to use, you know, they're going to, that's why it's important for your spouse to be spiritually aware and and protected. I talk to her and my sister does too. I've been dealing with this stuff my whole life. And so my Because they know you, because they know that eventually you were going to come to the truth and they were trying to scare you from it. Yep. That's what they did to me. It was crazy watching him like that, man. But the funny, so here's the funny thing with the dog, though. So a number of episodes ago, when I first, so my wife and I sold our house in Indiana because we're going to be moving to Phoenix this fall. And uh, so we're staying at her parents' house while they're snowbirding. And so when we moved in, her mom's a big Trekkie like me. And she has this big cardboard cutout of Data from Star Trek The Next Generation. And she hid it in the bathroom. And it scared the crap out of me um, when I opened the door because I thought it was a ghost or somebody in there. It gave me the heebie-jeebies. Oh, my God. Well, anyways, we cleaned out the back room. And I was like, oh, that's where we – I'd forgotten we put Data back there. So I put Data out in the living room so that we could put – we're putting all the stuff we're going to take to the basement – into the living room uh this is they have like a front living room and so i put that out there and it's like it's facing the door but it's all the way against the wall next to the piano well yesterday kenobi like is at the door looking out like he normally does he turns around and then all of a sudden his hair creeps back up and he starts that barking again but he's barking at data (laughs) 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 he got so scared and then he ran so hard past data that he like hit the bottom of the cardboard cutout and almost oh. he is so scared of that cardboard cutout i laughed so hard i said well it ain't just me <laughs> right it, and that's it i have my first dog ever because i've always had cats around mm-hmm. um and so we finally got a dog and i was curious to see if they were as alert as cats were and they are they are so oh, yeah we got um, two cats too they're always looking at stuff <laughs> we do too we have two cats yeah. also and a yeah. dog and a bird and a guinea pig <laughs> that's like I, I i told our our friend you know if you ever want to know if you have anything in your house just get a cat yep 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 absolutely yep. absolutely my, my boy cat he's a talker too and so i just in the middle of the night you hear him like bah, bah. oh yeah <laughs> our boy cat our boy cat is the same way i'm like oh my gosh i've never heard a man talk so much i know like, and he's really? got the ugliest meow man <laughs> right <laughs> right well i i had one thing happen to me and usually it's just someone letting me know that they're there mm-hmm. or, you know, things like that. But I went to let my dog out to use the bathroom. I had gotten up and I went to let my dog out to use the bathroom. And our uh, basement back door, you know, we just opened it. It's, it doesn't swing or anything. It's just a regular door. And I just opened it and I left it open. We don't have a screen or anything. It's just kind of open. Nice, pretty day. Well, I went to close it. And the whole complete lock was 
turned, the deadbolt was turned to where I couldn't even close the door. Wow. Huh. Right. <laughs> so I can always feel if it's a, a positive or a negative thing. So usually that's just, you know, kind of something of like, hey, I'm here trying to get my attention mm-hmm. type of thing. So, but I invite them to my house. I, they have to stay like, they can't come in my bedroom, but I do uh, allow positive energies that yep. need my help because I work on a lot of murders and missing people. I allow them to come, you know, into my home, you know, as long as they have good intentions. So yep, I do too. I'm, I'm pagan and Wiccan. And so I create a lot of uh, sacred space that, you know, they know. And See, then the I ones... don't know what I am. Like, I don't even know what I am. Oh, like, uh, I, just... I found mine. <laughs> well, it's like, I just know that I was raised in the church and mm-hmm. parts of that is true. I found that parts of it is, yeah. But it's just misunderstood in a Same. lot of ways. Same. I, so, I, I I worship a lot of different things. I kind of say Wicca as the most, but I mean, I'm Buddhist and Christian and other things too. The term right. that we tend to use is eclectic. So eclectic okay. is kind of a good term. It kind of sums up, hey, I'm not really one thing. I kind of uh, am a multitude of many things and I am on my yeah. own path. I I am my own path. Am I, I told that Josh this a hundred times that if you want to scare me from my neighborhood, don't burn a cross in my front yard, burn a question mark. So, cause I'm, <laughs> I'm always, I'm always seeking answers and my spirituality evolves constantly. Yes. Yeah. See, I would say that I am, so I, I would say that I accept that all of these things exist, but none of them are intended to be worshipped. Um, right. That that the only uh, thing that you should worship is the power of the human uh, of, of the human spirit. Yeah. And so um, I'm I'm what Stefan helped me understand the other, you know a couple of years back. I'm what you would call a humanist. So. I believe okay. that, that humans can do everything that we need to do. We don't need a God or, a, or anything else to, to help us do it. Humans can do it. Yeah. We have the and power inside both, us. Yep. See, both of y'all, listen, this is what it is, okay? Because I got so mad, I demanded to be in, like, the whoever the Most High is or whoever claims that position. I demanded to be in the presence of them. So I found myself in the presence of them. Uh, and it is a male. It is of, well, and what they showed me was more of a male form. Um, I, and it's the same. I could not look. So let me tell you, he does not do anything. And you're absolutely right. That's why I say you're right. We as humans, he has given us every single thing we need. We don't. Our ancestors help us out to keep us on our life path, to keep us going in the right direction they try to give us information things like that but yeah. you are absolutely right i think the even when Americans we had it right for sure yeah like you're absolutely right though we as human so it's a little bit of each kind of you know so that's yeah, why so, i say it's, yeah so like i said i mean i so like I, I would be able to accept that there's something greater than me in the universe. I'm not, mm-hmm. I'm not so full of hubris that I would say that humanity is the greatest thing in the universe, but, Lord, I, gotcha. I would, but I would say that as a, as our, as our capacity to do things, mm-hmm. we, are, we are infantile. 
Yeah. As as to what the as to what the human spirit and what the brain for sure can do. I mean, look at the people yeah. out there with gifts like you, you know, and like yeah. my sister, and even a little bit like myself. You know, there there's so many people that haven't even opened themselves yet to the power right. that they have, and it's like, and then what else are we even capable of? Those of us that have gifts, like, are we even capable of of 10, 15, 20 times the the stuff that we yeah. do? So, well, you know, I saw my first spirit at five years old. If I had have had someone to explain to me or to mentor me or, you know, just to, to acknowledge that, it is no telling how far I would be right now. I would, I've said the same thing because I, uh, I think I said I was seven or eight when I first saw mine. And mm-hmm. I went to school, I was in Catholic school and Sister Mary Patrick, I told her about it. She told me not to tell anybody. And she told me right. that it was my guardian angel. And turns out years later, it was my aunt. I found out from my medium friend, Barbara Jordan, who passed away. She was the one that was just like, hey, do you have an Aunt Kathy? You know, she said to tell you that was her because I made eye contact oh. with her and everything. And she had passed away before I was born. So see, see, I, I yeah. think I, I think we limit ourselves, mm-hmm. and, and even and even people yeah. who, who maybe have gifts uh, like you like yeah. you two, and I don't know that I have one, but I'd I'd be cool if I did. But <laughs> um, but even the people we, who have who have gifts still because of society and all of that stuff yep. still kind of limit themselves a little bit as to yep. what they are willing to accept. We all have it. We yep. all have it. I agree. I agree. We so, all have it. And I'm going to have you hold that thought so we can go ahead and jump right into the interview. (laughs) Okay, cool. All right, so we're, I, I just wanted to, so I had a segue in there, but yeah, I, I agree with you 100%. You know, I, I think that we all have it, I, you know, and man, religion and society has really put a damper on that. And a lot of that comes from those that want to have power that don't, you know, making you feel like you shouldn't, you know, they, right. well, and, 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 you know, something we, we talked about, I think it was last week, uh, with uh, the mysterious J was um, that psychic word from last week of the, of the phrase even with um, that you we age and die because we have accepted that that is our fate. Yes. And so yes. If, if we are able to grow and think beyond the limitations that we place in front of ourselves, can yep. we become so much more than what we were anticipated to be. Yep. I mean, I agree. Yes. I mean, if, if we take the uh, the Bible as gospel, ha ha ha, pun intended, um, <laughs> you look at those early uh, humans that lived mm-hmm. eight, 900 years, right? Yes. And at that yes. point, they were just like, God, take me up, right? <laughs> and so, right, right. And and maybe you know that that is the case that at that point you know you did you saw you saw like Adam and Eve who let's say they chose to die look I, I do not believe in creation but I'm just saying here let's say right. you got Adam and Eve you know first of all you see Abel get killed holy shit there's death what the hell is death did God warn them about right. death we don't know right and right. Adam and Eve die did they choose to die? And if they see that, did their kids and their offspring go, Oh, that's something we're supposed to do. Right. 
Exactly. See, exactly. Now, it was something that, it was a process that was understood, and eventually we, we whatever happened, we got away from that, that the, the understanding of that process. Yep. Because we actually all have abilities. Um, we can all do it. It's our natural built-in, I call it like our natural built-in telephone line <laughs> to yeah. our... Yeah, to our ancestors. But, you know, of course, if you weren't taught that as a child, you know, we learned everything we were taught at, you know, like starting in kindergarten, we all the way up, we learned everything. Um, so therefore we grew. Speaking to what you were talking about growing, I'm gonna tell you, since I've been doing my work, it feels like when I get sick, I feel like the more I help people, the I heal myself. I also feel like I'm not aging. <laughs> I don't know why that's in my head, like, but I don't feel like yeah. I'm aging correctly. Like, uh, I'm not going as fast as other people. I don't know. Yeah, but so I've I, actually I, 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 I don't feel like that. I'm aging. Yeah. Right. I, I don't feel like yeah. I'm aging as fast as other people. I, I mean, it's, it's interesting. For, Go ahead, Josh. I'm, I'm, I was just going to say, I'm, I'm, I'll be 42 this year, and I still have a thick head of, like, non-gray hair and – yeah. Right, and, and a lot of that might be stress, and maybe I deal with stress differently than other people. I don't know, but it's just it just does feel like that. If I look at peers who are who are close to my age, yes, man, yeah. they're just you know they they look yep. like they're fifty. Agreed, you know? yep. agreed. And uh, yeah, I, I agree with the healing. I I do Reiki myself, and so I'm a healer. And um, it's it's interesting because part of what Reiki does um, that I, that you learn when you learn Reiki is that as you heal, you also heal yourself. Because we, as people who connect with energy and connect with spirit, we can sometimes, if we don't know what's going on, we can accidentally take that from them and make it our own. So a lot of uh, right. psychic healers and things like that in the very early stages, they find them sick after being around certain people yet, you know, they weren't. In oh it. yeah. Yeah. You know, because they're picking up their, either their spiritual sickness or their physical sickness without even being next to them. You know, like, Oh, well, listen, I can, I can medically diagnose people. I've done it with doctors up at U of L yeah. that couldn't, that couldn't believe that I could do it. But, I was told if I can find sickness in people that I can also heal them. I'm not sure how true that is, but I I don't know much about it, but I just kind of jumped in and was helping with whatever. So when I would go to help someone who was sick, I would find myself the next day feeling just horribly bad, you know? So I went in with my eyes closed Well, you know, I didn't really know, what I was doing. So, <laughs> well, you know, but you're, you're and, and right about don't. that. They get into that and they don't know. And, right. you know, my sister for years, you know, she's been able to speak to spirits that have passed on since she was a child. And for the longest oh. time, she was so afraid to say anything, you know, because she thought she'd be found crazy. And she ended up right. finding a therapist that also shared the gift. And so she was able to finally, feel free enough to talk about it and, and things like that. Good for her. But, you Good. know, I mean, it was Good. overwhelming as, as any gifts can be in the beginning, especially if you have a family that is kind of anti that type of thing, you know? Oh, yeah. I have, I have conversations with some of my old church members still. I have to block them on Facebook. Mm-hmm. It's ridiculous. You know, for me, um, my friends, they knew growing up with me as a teenager, 
I leaving the mall, I would tell them, put your seatbelt on. Yep. We never wore our seatbelt. We would get in a wreck. You know, things like that. So my friends knew, but I didn't. I didn't know. So, um, you know, it took my brother passing, and, and I asked for it back, whatever it was. And at 40 years old, that's how long it, of a gap it was. I saw my second spirit from five years old wow. to 40 years old. Yeah. So it's like... It, it's, you know, back in uh, Stefan, when, when, when did we do the investigation at the Bardstown? Uh, September, October, I think. Yeah. So that was when I had one of my biggest experiences that I've ever had. <clears throat> and that was, um, you know, we were uh, we were working with that spirit, uh, Mary, I think was her name. And yeah. we were trying to help her, you know, cross over. And I was holding the dowsing rod. And I just had this like insane, intense wave of like energy rush over me and the dowsing rods are pointing right at mm-hmm. me and I'm freaking out because I don't know what the hell's going on. <laughs> right. And, and it's like so green. I miss <laughs> Yeah. So, it, so it's like, you know, you talk about it though. So here I was doing something in which I had no expectation or understanding, but I was jumping right. in feet first, you know, yeah. it's just right. Yeah. yeah. And, and it's because it's naturally in you to do that, you know? And for me, I just feel like there's a level, you know, yes, I'm going to, I might feel the effects of certain things, but I do have a level of protection that mm-hmm. I have faith in. So when I do jump into things like that, I kind of just hold on to that faith, you know? <laughs> well, let's talk a little bit about everything. I'm, I'm curious to know about your, your, your origin story, so to speak, you know? Yeah. Like, like that's tell us a little bit about you and kind of uh, where you came from and how this all came about for you and how you made your transition into saying screw this this is me how you came out of the closet so to speak. Yeah, no, the, the post that I made that is exactly what I said because that's the way I felt. Um, I felt like I was coming out of the closet because I grew up in a church that definitely did not believe in that. Um, my mom, I knew she had abilities, but she was a Christian, you know, so it went against what she had been taught also. My mom um, from Mississippi, she was born and raised in Mississippi. Um, she became a Seventh-day Adventist when she was 14 at one of those camp meeting things, yeah. you know, yeah. out in the country. Um, she, which crazy thing is, later on when she turned 70, she converted to being a Mormon. <laughs> wow. Right. But, but Mormons believe in the spirit world. Yes, they do. Yeah. So I really think that because she told me about seeing different spirits, but you know, you have to remember this religion she committed to doesn't believe in that stuff. Mm-hmm. So right. here she finds these people, you know, so I think I really believe that's why she, you know, but um, I was born and raised right here in the West End on Hazel and Broadway, um, went to uh, Emma L. Menace School. It's one of, it's kind of like a historic black school, I, I mm-hmm. guess you could say, because it was like the only one back then that was a private school. So I went to school with like uh, Muhammad Ali's family and people like wow. that. Yeah. A lot of them went there. Just, you know, more, some of the black people that had money, you know, so. Yeah, mm-hmm. But um, at five years old, uh, 
just okay. So let me start here. Mm-hmm. Our religion on Friday nights we bring in the Sabbath, so we would have like our worship in the living room every Friday night, and then Saturday night to close out the Sabbath. So we had just finished a little, you know, service one Friday night. And everyone had gone upstairs, and I saw um, a, a spirit. You know, it was a white man sitting in my mom's dining room. <laughs> so, um, but, but I realized now that it was actually one of my relatives because my father was white. Interesting. So, um, later years, I, I didn't have contact with my father at all. I connected to my brother, his son, about seven years ago. So I realized then that it was my uh, my relatives mm. from that side of my family. But that's pretty much, um, I grew up there, went to Wagner High School, graduated from there, went to JCC, went to National College a little bit. I just could never find my niche. I, I studied two different things. Could never figure it out because those weren't my, that wasn't my purpose. Yeah. yeah. You, know, so, you, get, you get caught up into what, what, again, what society says that we should be yeah, versus, versus yeah. what we can be. Right. So. Absolutely. So, you know, this is the farthest thing from my mind. I know that I know things ahead of time. I have feelings and things like that, but I just blew it to the side. I just figured, you know, it's, no big deal until let's see my brother he passed from cancer and listen to this he passed on 12 12 12 <laughs> okay <laughs> doesn't get any more perfect than that does it yeah 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 you know kind of that meant to be tight you know that this that's for us to know that this was supposed to happen mm-hmm. after he passed I literally was having a very emotional moment and I screamed out whatever I saw when I was little, bring it back so I can talk to my brother. And about a month later, my fiance's boss at GE passed away and he was talking about him. We were driving in the car and he was talking about him and I saw this guy sitting in the back seat. So I knew then it had come back and I just, I didn't care if my boyfriend thought I was crazy. I didn't care. I went on and told him what I saw and described him. But the thing is, is that I described his boss to a T and I'd never seen him before. Hmm. So he definitely believed, you know, what I was saying, but that was how it all started. And that was when I was, what, I'm 45 now. So that was almost five years ago. Here we are. You know, I think it's, I think it's interesting because I'm, you know, so I've said I'm on this journey, Steph is on this journey with me. Um, And, you know, you talk about your spouse being uh, open or protected. And so my wife is, my wife is very much a skeptical individual. And so I I think though that sometimes that she's uh, skeptical because it scares her to think that it could be true. Yes. You just, you just defined my wife. Yeah, well, yeah, my whole public. Amen, for sure. (laughs) Yep, yep. That's all it is. And, you know, I tell people that come at me, 
it really it's fear and that is exactly what the negative spirits want they don't want us to learn or be educated because they want to cause drama because they don't want to cross over it's not god that's telling us we can cross over we have to reflect on our wrongs and admit that we what we did you know what i mean and then we cross over so we we keep we, we keep ourselves here because we're unwilling to accept or admit that what we did was incorrect. Yes, pridefulness, things like yeah. that. Or, or, but it's kind of God's way of like, or the most high's way of weeding out the bad ones, if you think about it, because until they change or do make that change, you know what I mean? They're going to stay in the in-between. Yeah. They're going to they're gonna be stay stuck there. So... It makes, thing, you, but, makes you wonder if that's where the idea of, of purgatory came from. Exactly. That's what it is. We just have it all confused. Mm-hmm. Like the, the, well, because you everybody, know what I mean? everybody wants to put their already made religious tenets on something else as a way to help justify it for them. Right. And you I'm know, like, you're right, but you're not completely right you know yeah, it's like, like one of the books we're reading the eighth tower john keel he talks about um how ufo sightings the way that they were described and the things that happened to people and when they had contact and things like that are very 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 similar to the rash of fairy sightings in the 17 and 1800s in england and that uh-huh. you know that then that's how they were able to make sense of it was to say that it was fairies. Um, But I mean, similar things, the conjunctivitis, you know, getting stolen away, the abduction. I mean, you could get taken by the fairies, right? I mean, all of these things, if you put it, if you take out fairy and put aliens or UFO, it's almost identical. And there are Uh, other stories from other cultures. I do know that there are, you know how you're speaking about, like, I think your dog looking up in the mm-hmm. corner, in the ceiling? Yeah. That is where you will, that's where the negative things, it's, it's, they're like small shadows. And they go from home to home trying mm-hmm. to start fights and arguments between people. Like, that's just what they do. Mm-hmm. Um, but you, that's where you will see them, is up in the corners. And real, real evil, you can see with the lights off in the dark you'll be able to oh yeah that vanta black mm-hmm. yeah yeah that a lot of times it, my night hags are like that it's that vanta black with red eyes and, yeah okay yep that's it yeah. so i've gotten to the point now to where at first when my fiance wasn't that protected like we've gotten to the point now i will get an alert like before we have an argument I swear that's like, you know, but then what it's kind of like once he got on board, everything just kind of started getting better. You right. know? Yes. That the same thing with my wife and I, like, you know, like she was always cool with the improv comedy aspect thing, but you know, the, the, the other side of things was a little different. She's, she's atheist yeah. and you know, but then now it's like, she just can't help it. And, and like Josh said, it's like, I've come to realize that she didn't want to believe because it scared the hell out of her. <laughs> right. And that's and what it really, was. <laughs> I swear, like, <laughs> these big, scary faces and things, my spirit guide t- showed me and taught me that a lot of times 
it's just spirits. And, you know, once we're a spirit, we can make ourselves appear as whatever, right? Mm-hmm. So a lot of times it could just be a spirit trying to scare the shit up. You know, well, the even then, John, Josh said one time to me, he's like, just because a spirit is scary looking doesn't mean it's mean. You know, just because something's ugly don't true. mean it's mean. <laughs> That's true. That is true because a lot of times I come to find out there was a spirit who was trying to do that at another house I lived in and come to find out, you know, he wasn't mean. Yeah. You know, I, it was just, and I was just like, really? Let me help you. You know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I do a spiritual makeover. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, and, and one, of the, one of the things that I've talked about before, I, I think we, Steph, we talked a little bit about it on our um, Unhinged episode. One of the Unhinged episodes is 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 um, spirits are just energy, right? And so they're yeah. um, and so they're they present themselves to you, however you're most willing to accept their form. <clears throat> right. And so right. so how I see, like if there was a spirit energy in front of in a room with the three of us, we could all see it differently differently yeah because of how it's presenting itself to us that we're willing to accept mm-hmm. right because i don't like i don't like seeing blood so since i do at work a lot of murders they make it to where i don't see that it just looks wet you know yeah but i don't they don't give me that visual to where it's that detailed you know what i mean so you're at yep that's true and so I'd like to talk a little bit about that. So I know you've said that a couple times throughout the episode so far that you've got mm-hmm. to work with murders and things like that. Could we expand a little bit on that and talk about that a little bit? Sure, sure. Um, so how did that come about? And um, is there anything like interesting you could tell us without, you know, saying who people are? Well, you know, I'm HIPAA. That's fine. <laughs> well, no, because I mean, it, it's kind of pretty much out there already, but like, you know, you guys mentioned going to Bargetown. Mm-hmm. I had a conference call with some of the Bargetown police and some of the federal agents that came in to kind of help, you know, see what was going on. And I gave them the information um, that I had discussed with Sherry, um, Crystal Rogers' mom. I was so, about to um, ask if that was Crystal Rogers. That was literally yeah, going to yeah. ask that because I've been listening to some podcasts about that. Oh, I'm crazy. I went out to the house and everything. <laughs> I did. I was like, Sherry, what's the address? I, I'm, I'm passing through. All of a sudden, she said, well, be careful. <laughs> but I'm, you know, and I, I've been on at murder scenes where, you know, people, the killers have pulled up. But as soon as they pulled up, I got sick. I got nauseated and I walked all the way across the street before I even know, knew who it was. Mm-hmm. So, you know, things like that. But yeah, um, the case, I know you've heard of Bryce Rhodes. Yep. I'm very close friends with um, Marie, the son's mom. And also, I'm related to Chris, who he killed first. Wow. So, yeah. But I just found myself in these situations where things were happening and I could help like my abilities had opened and I was, I was getting information. So I would just let these family families know, Hey, here it is. This is what it is. So I I, I mean, I, I applaud, I applaud you for doing it. 
but I, I had I had to sit on a um, a capital murder case as a juror uh, back in 2010. I didn't know and, that. And those those the images and things that I saw uh, still yeah. still haunt me. So, and that was one case. Yeah. So I, I can't even right. imagine. Um, so right. But I'm finding myself now that I'm just doing readings. Um, I'm finding myself that I want to get into. Uh, into that more so I'm being pulled into those types of things more so I'm really yeah. kind of rethinking you know what I'm going to do as far as the type of readings I offer but yeah um, I think there's been so many there was a nationwide case um, Ashanti Billy she was uh, she just came up missing in Virginia on a military base. She went, she worked at the Blimpy and uh, she came up missing and they, her car was leaving the base, but it wasn't her. So I pretty much uh, gave them the, the name of the street in another state where they found her at. Mm. So, but yeah, it's, it's really, the adrenaline gets going, but I tell you what, those spirits, they get right to the point and they show me and give me the information I need, you know? So, yeah, the, the one I knew with you was about, um, helping them find Lariah Hill, uh, with Chickasaw park. <laughs> oh God. That, oh, I have been, okay. Yes. I, I, I did work on that, but I was sent a message by the grandmother through Facebook to cease and desist. Really? As as far as any discussion about that case, when she was the one who invited me yeah. down. Yeah. Mm. Very, very interesting. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so that's pretty much, I mean, so it gets a little, you know. <laughs> yeah, I, I can but, understand. But you know what? It's not about anyone else, but what that spirit wants me to yeah. do. Yeah. Yep. But still, I mean, you so. really, I mean, you really put yourself out there. Uh, oh not, yeah. Not just not just from a a, a a societal type response, but just I mean, and I don't I don't want to make this all negative and stuff, but but I mean, there's a there's a potentiality for for legal stuff to get involved for, you know, so it's just it's. I, again, Absol- again, I, yeah. applaud, I applaud your 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 warning. To Absolutely, me. I think it's a good service that people not not many people a have the ability or know how to how. So back to our previous discussions, I know they have the ability to do, and b that um, that not many people are willing to do for other folks. So right, right, absolutely, absolutely, you're so yeah. right. Yeah. I mean, it's like I read tarot and I had a woman threaten to sue me one time that if what I said happened, happened, she was going to be real mad. <laughs> like, <laughs> Oh, my gosh. Well, see, you know, and that's, that's another thing. I don't. OK, so I don't I don't like to do negative. I give negative information. Right. So I, I just kind of cut that out. I, 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 I pretty much people. do the same in my tarot. <laughs> I keep it as positive. as Yes. Yep, that's exactly what you have. And I've learned, like, your spirit guide will slowly, through small lessons, yep. show you how to handle and do things, you know. So, But I, I, I've, I, I've, I've given readings for, you know, famous people and 
So I'm, I'm just, you know, <laughs> I'm so excited to where I'm getting so that I can get the information and the knowledge, you know what I mean? Yeah. And help. So not only, you know, do we know we do you do the readings and things like that, but you've been known to do some predictions as well. I mean, we've been following about your COVID-19 predictions as well as some other things. What are some uh, ones that you came out with that came true uh, just for our listeners? They love this shit. So, (laughs) well, okay. well, first of all, on Facebook, I think it was September 2016 before Trump was elected. I said that he uh, was that he would be elected because everyone, you know, thought Hillary was gonna, you know, get it. I was like, no, he's gonna be elected, and he's gonna get impeached. Yeah. No, that definitely <laughs> happened. <laughs> right. But I also um, I kept getting October as a hot month. I was like, oh, October's gonna be it. It's gonna be the month. Well, that's when the month that he got impeached. So, and I think I even said mid-October on mm-hmm. top of that. So, um, but then, you know, getting into the, I, I didn't see him out of office. People kept asking, well, is he going to die? Is he? I was like, no, I haven't seen that. You know, because I don't, it doesn't matter what the people want. It's really what I did. Yeah. I'm not going to force information. So they they didn't show me any of that. Right, yeah, and but impeach, I did. impeach does not mean gone. So Right. But I saw him in office, but I saw the streets empty. Interesting. And I guess I said, it's gotta be interesting for you too, because as as a psychic myself, a very small psychic, we get these flashes and these images sometimes and we have to make sense of them you know and i do that oh i I knew i I, it's like what what is exactly does it mean and then you see it and you go ah yes right (laughs) well the stadiums were empty also Mm -hmm. oh wow so i said i'm seeing the stadiums empty i'm not sure if it's from colin kaepernick i don't know what it is the whole thing going on with that yeah but trump is in office stadiums are empty the streets are empty I said, and I feel like you guys need to start stocking up. Yeah, I remember seeing that. I remember seeing that. That was two. But I, now that predict, that was like maybe closer to two and a half years ago. Yeah. I said, not a lot. Not a lot. Just slowly, you know, just regular, like so daily supplies, things like that. I, I wasn't putting any rush or, you know, and I told him I didn't feel like we were going to war. Yeah. I didn't feel like it was anything like that. But I knew that it was information that was needed. Yeah, that's why I like I and, like that you um, go back and you share because I see how you you shared the old post. You're like, look, guys, yeah. I told you. <laughs> well, I didn't realize at first. I didn't realize that it's hard to go all the way back on Instagram. Oh so yeah. So it's like I need right. So it's like I need an archivist now. You know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> right. Like Jesus, I need a. I need a chef. I need an archivist. Like, what, what the hell been going on in my life? Right? You know, we, we, we talked about it, though, how sometimes we, we wonder if, like, you know, we get we get stuff that today doesn't make any sense. But yeah. a week or a month or a year or whatever from now, I'm like, oh, man. Well, you know, For, so, Look how quick it changed, like, to see empty streets and houses in yeah. office. That really, I was like, what is that? 
Yeah, that's nuts. You know, he, yeah, I was like, what is it? But I didn't feel the panic of, like, war. Right. So and it, um, it's, it's interesting that, e- and my sister goes through this a lot too. It's interesting to see people like you and her, people who, in my opinion, are very seasoned with these gifts, and to still be so excited when things oh, do come true. Because it's like you still need external validation yourself. <laughs> oh no! I have to tell you. An- I have to tell you another J.C. Penny story. I'm sorry. I have to because this is the creepiest shit stuff. Sorry, ever. Oh, no, go ahead. <laughs> And because I was constantly with my predictions coming true, I was constantly like jumping up in the air and like doing that in front of my coworkers and they would always laugh whenever something came true of mine. Right. Mm -hmm. So that's why I'm even thinking of this. But so, you know, working in returns and where you pick up your packages, the online ordering. Yeah. Do you know that? Like, Okay. So they moved, they moved that back downstairs to the original location. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, I was looking for a package. I couldn't find it. So I went to the girl at the desk that works back there, and I was like, can you look up this information? So she was looking it up. I went back to the row, and I walked past. You know, I I walked all the way to the end almost, and I heard a package fall on the floor. She said, she put her head around the corner. She said, B. She said, if that's the package, we were both like, so I walked back over there and it was exactly the package that I was looking for. Mm-hmm. Now there's like a, there's like 70 to a hundred packages, you know, back there lined up. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, <laughs> so things were constantly happening up there. God, it's very active. Very. But yeah. Oh. Do you, do you, do you think that, uh, well, and I think, I think the answer to this is probably yes, but, um, that spirits are attracted to certain people, maybe even not even those that have know that they have a gift, but they're just like lightning rods, if you will, for spirit. Yeah, activity. For, yeah, because some people are more sensitive than others. Some are going to be able to pick them up and some aren't. It just depends on how balanced that person is. So, yeah, sometimes if they know someone can fill them, even if they don't, you know, aren't active with like being a medium or anything like that, mm-hmm. they will definitely still come to them because it's the you know sometimes it's the and and sometimes it's the spirits who haven't crossed yet that are a little more desperate to yeah get get you know your attention so Mm. they kind of you know i i think a lot of them there you have the spirits that wait and when they feel comfortable or they're you know then they cross over so like i said it's definitely an option and They'll just kind of do it when they're ready, but um, yeah, that's some spirits will definitely make themselves self known to people who aren't, you know, known for abilities or even yeah. know that they have abilities. Yeah, for sure, for sure, <clears throat> absolutely. Um, well, Ms. V, we need to wrap up. But okay. I, I already want to tell you, we have got to have a round two sometime down the road. For sure. Yay! Because I know right now we haven't even scratched the surface. And so right. I'm hoping this quarantine gets done because we'd love to have you do uh, an episode of our video show with us too. Fearscape Unhinged would be super fun. Josh has never had a reading like that before. So that might be Aww. fun to do. Something, yeah. you know, anything like that. We would love to have for you For sure. Back. Um, but yeah, we for wanted sure. 
to uh, again remind people uh, Vashti Hooper, Miss V, uh, the real medium. Where can they find you uh, to get in touch with you or to just follow you? Okay, well, to uh, book with me a session, it's the real medium booking at gmail.com. And as far as Instagram, you can find me at the under, underscore real medium. And I do have a page on Facebook. It's connected to my Instagram page. It's called The Real Medium also. Cool. Yeah, and we'll, of course, be sharing those. Um, and we'll be connecting and, and making sure people are able to find you. This has been an absolute pleasure. Yeah. Uh, yes, I, I enjoyed it so much. <laughs> we could talk all night. I'm telling you right now, and, right. We, and we may need to. We may need to. <laughs> yes, I'm telling you. We, right. We are very personable people, but we are so thankful. But stick around for a second. We want to get in our listener story, um, and it's interesting that you had talked about it because last week's wit, uh, listener story came from one of our listeners named Ronnie Flynn, and he had talked about mm -hmm. being in the room where this guy had died. He was a racist and things like that, and that he would get really mm -hmm. sick in the stomach uh, every time yeah. he tried to do an EVP session, and I had a conversation with him. I was like, hey, man, here's what's going on. So it's very, very interesting. We talked about how those negative entities can make your stomach ill, you know, and that was our listener story. Oh, last yeah. So I found that very, very interesting. Uh, but this week, our listener story comes from a woman named Katie Lyons. Uh, I believe this, again, comes from uh, Haunted History of Kentucky. Um, we've started a new thing where we're having some of our actor friends do the listener stories. So uh, this one is going to be uh, from my friend Christy Hutchison. She lives in uh, Arkansas, actually, and she will be portraying Katie Lyons. <laughs> My name is Katie Lyons, and I'm from Kentucky. I grew up in Louisville in the 80s. The house that was across the street to the right of my parents' house was supposedly haunted. Apparently, a husband and wife had lived there, and there ended up being a murder-suicide. The man killed the woman and cut her into pieces and then shot himself. I recall several people moving into the house but never staying more than a year each time. I also had a few friends that moved in, but I never went inside. I always played outside because the house itself always creeped me out. I remember it being vacant one time and a friend of mine talking me into walking over there to try to look inside the house. We walked up the driveway and I will never forget, we went to peek inside the kitchen window. Nobody had lived there for a while. We looked in the window and the dark figure of a woman was standing there staring at us and disappeared within a few seconds. We ran back to my house and never wanted to go back over there again. Wow. So yeah, that's that comes from Katie Lyons. Thank you, Katie, for sharing that story with us. Yes, it's so um, many stories out there like that. You so know. many. I mean, I mean these these Facebook groups, just the Kentucky ones that we're on. I mean, just daily there yeah. are so many stories and then of course you get to these nationwide ones or worldwide ones and there's hundreds a day it's it's mm -hmm. absolutely phenomenal and yeah you katie are not the first person to have seen something like that so no honey you are not alone <laughs> you know it, it kinda, right. do you remember the movie um uh well it's, it's actually come up in a couple of different movies but one of the x-men movies 
where uh, you know the guy Patrick Stewart's character I can't think of it Charles Xavier would go into Cerebro and he'd put the little helmet on and he'd mm-hmm. be able to see either mutants uh-huh. or humans. So, so yep. I kind of imagine it's like that where instead of seeing mutants, though, you're seeing spirits. And so right. you can kind of pinpoint yep. in, you can drill in on either seeing humans or you can drill in on seeing spirits. And so it's just, there's that many walking around, if you will, uh, walk floating, yep. that, that you can distinguish them if you have the right lens. Right, uh-huh. right. And it's yep. even more so if they want to show themselves to you. So. Yes. Yes. Because like I said, like the, the, when I saw my Aunt Kathy, she was as shocked as I was when we locked eyes because she gave me a look of, oh, you can see me? <laughs> right. And that's, I swear, the first spirit that when I was little, he was not, he thought I was going to come through the dining room door. But I changed my mind real quick, and I went through the kitchen door. So he literally turned his head and interacted with me in that way and smirked at me like, wow. you caught me. Or, yeah, he yeah. had a pipe in his mouth, and he had on, like, knickerbock- those old golfer pants, like knickerbocker, you know, yeah. and those long. Uh-huh. And the hat, you know, he looked like he was in, you know, a black and white TV. But he interacted with, yeah, he interacted with me. He smirked at me. He thought I was going to come the other way. Wow. But, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's, yeah it is kind of like they're surprised. Oh, you can see me? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Right. Well, again, thank you so much for joining us on yeah. our show. We we really, really, really had a good time. I appreciate you so much. Yep. yep. It was a pleasure. I did also. Yes. And like I said, we will absolutely have you back. I'd love to get a chance to meet you before I move to Phoenix. So uh, that'll be hopefully Aww. soon. <laughs> we're still oh, going to wow, for sure. Yeah, we're still doing the show, but it'll be just like this. <laughs> so. Sounds good to me. That's awesome. Okay. Well, it was so good talking with you guys. Yep. And Josh, I guess we got to get out of here, buddy. It was good talking to you too. Yep. And uh, next week, guys, we got a good show. So be on the lookout for that. But it's time to rock and roll. We got to get out of here. So thank you guys so much for tuning in to Fearscape Paranormal Podcast. This has been Stefan, and I will catch you on the flip side. This has been Josh. (laughs) The truth is out there. And remember, folks, hold those blankets extra tight. Things tend to get spooky when we're on. (laughs) We'll catch you guys later. Have a good night. (laughs) Good night. I'm so glad you were able to join us for that horrifying discussion. I hope they didn't frighten you too much. (laughs) Tune in next week for even more research into the nightmarish and haunting creeps and spooks that we tell ourselves don't exist, but we know they do. Make sure you have your blankets that you hold them extra tight. Next time on Fearscape. <laughs>